Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai. I am a film critic for Film Companion. I have with me my two colleagues and friends, uh, Tanul Thakur of The Wire and Uday Bhatia of Mint. Um, we are today going to be talking about the big new Bollywood film that has that is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Rakesh Om Prakash Mehra's Tufan, obviously starring Farhan Akhtar. It's been supposed to be releasing for a while i i think it finally found a digital uh venue it, it stars uh, farhan akhtar as a boxer um and um, it, it's uh, written by anjum rajabali the dialogues are by vijay morya who also wrote the dialogues of, of gully boy we'll come to that later i mentioned that for a reason uh farhan akhtar just a few lines about the film before we get into the discussions uh farhan akhtar plays a, a, a boxer called aziz ali um uh, who is uh, who starts off as a small time exhaust uh, extortionist in uh, dongri in mumbai and uh, it's more or less a very standard biopic template of him rising from uh, nothing under the uh, tutelage of this very famous coach played by paresh raval uh, called nana prabhu um it's more or less farhan story he also falls in love with a, a doctor who's played by Munal Thakur we find out later that Munal Thakur is actually the daughter of the coach which is weirdly enough also the conflict of the film um it is um the film is uh, 163 minutes long which is it's been a while since i watched such a long hindi film uh, I, all three of us reviewed it uh, i i think more or less the the reactions have been you know veering towards the negative side mostly because of obvious reasons which we will get into uh, tanul let's start with you and uh, your experience of the film yeah i mean it is a very jaded film man i mean you know just uh, right from the word go uh, i mean first of all you're making a boxing sports drama in 2021 that in itself should tell you a thing or two about where uh, things are headed with this film and uh, as usual i've not seen the trailer so i mean i was really open to perhaps the different possibilities that the film offered but um, as as uh, you would have noticed perhaps yourself as well you know i mean in the right from the word go it it, it doesn't it just it just so comfortable relying on you know these uh, these staple tropes and as the film went on it just gave me this vibe of a very fatigued 90s film you know i mean and and and, and sure perhaps some critics can uh, flip it around and say that oh this it's this great return to this masala cinema and all of that which it is not i mean it's really not um as i mean decades and you know whatever film movements uh, uh pass you by you are supposed to add things to uh, say a dominant mode of storytelling in this case indian commercial hindi commercial cinema this one doesn't really do that and uh, and i was i mean apart from this one small uh, subplot which which kind of interrogates into fundamentalism uh, centered on paresh travel and uh, mohan agase i just there was nothing really in the film to sort of you know hold me down to 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 make me feel as if i mean i could have switched the film off if i were not reviewing say 30 or 40 minutes uh, 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 after it began and it wouldn't have changed my life one bit i mean the film didn't make me angry it didn't make me you know exasperated or anything i was just i mean it's 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 i, I just got this sense of having watched something for about say 100 times at least in my life and this was uh, the 101st screening of something that 
that really did not evoke any feeling any lasting feeling for sure in me so 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 those were my initial impressions it it just i mean it's just one of those things if you ask me about this one perhaps say 15 days later i think i'll probably even struggle to uh, sum up my feelings in in a few sentences because it's really really vintage forgettable uh, hindi cinema for me so there uh, you, you and i did a sports film podcast a while back <coughs> uh, which we had a good time doing and uh, obviously back then i think we were vaguely aware of the fact that paranath is going to be playing a boxer in the next film in the next akash om prakash mera film um yeah. uh, what what were i mean what did you expect getting into the film and obviously um, i mean i i read a review to uh, you you were little more forgiving than i think both me and tanul um i'm keen to know how you exactly approach a film because i'd say i as as tanul also rightly said i think there are obvious tropes that a lot of these films just cannot get around and there are only so many ways to tell a boxing story whether in india whether in brazil whether in any country uh, uh, and the fact that you know you're, you're still telling a story like this itself is self defeating so what were you uh, really looking for in the film and what did you find mm. no you're right and you pointed it out in your review also that like there are you just have to hit like these beats and if if you do then you'll probably come out with something satisfying and it's difficult to kind of reinvent the boxing movie at least amongst the you know amongst the sports subgenres the boxing one is done so often and like really well so it this one that the problem isn't so much i think that it um, uh, that it doesn't add something new though that is a big problem and we'll get probably get to that but the fact that you know it doesn't quite land as you know as satisfyingly as you hope uh, or like less and less satisfyingly as the film goes on at least i i thought it started off reasonably promising you know i liked the initial scenes with the uh, farhan and his friend uh, uh, I, I, you know as as uh, uh taking hafta and all and generally uh beating up thing then it's it's trying to make like you know bachchan references and all by uh you know the whole uh, divar scene where he beats up a room full of people after locking himself in with them and uh the whole orphanage thing also is like a very 70s manmohan desai kind of thing so uh, the, it it sort of seemed to be going in that direction of like a, a nice uh, kind of browsing mass entertaining kind of film and it uh, just really lost its way for me after a while uh, especially after the time jump um, mm. which which comes somewhere in the middle so that's i think where it really lost me um uh, yeah i mean the for me like obviously right from the beginning itself when you see tropes like the orphanage and and uh, the the woman sort of seeing farhan akhtar being playing a gangster with a heart of gold and all is very difficult to really i mean for someone like me it's very difficult to really look past the fact that okay oh nice homage to you know bollywood and all but the thing is you need something more than that uh, at a very fundamental level i feel like they were just ticking off a lot of uh you know sort of it was almost like a playbook and and they were just going through the motions there were uh, most of the scenes felt like they were 
cut out from a larger story and the larger story ended up somewhere below the edit table uh, and the scenes we saw were the only milestones of the uh, of a very long screenplay because it was very clear that i i felt like the writers the makers were going uh, for the kind of film that includes as much indianness as possible because that's the only thing that will make their boxing film stand out from uh, a boxing film from any other genre any other language or country so i, I felt like they were just trying to cram in so much so many uh, uh, sort of that that's where the bollywood homage things i uh, i guess also comes in because they were just trying to uh, cram in so many plot lines from so many different kind of types of movies because I, as we saw it you know it wasn't only inspired from sports movies uh, we we i think we name checked at least a, a bunch of uh, you know old older bollywood movies like even satya in the second half or uh, or, or serath on a very weird level or or even uh, you know um, uh, other films that really don't belong to the genre so i i, I felt like th- there was this hurry to sort of just cram in everything uh, uh, to make it look distinct uh, and sort of then depend on the fact that you know someone uh, an a-lister like farhan akhtar is really put in the yards for to look the role uh, and he's going to carry uh, carry the film through um, you know especially after going through this whole hollywood era of the last 15 or 20 years where boxing films we've noticed haven't been reinvented or fighting films for that matter haven't been reinvented but they've just gotten better at doing the templates again and again you know films like warrior films like creed uh, uh, films like uh, that, that entire franchise i feel like they've just done the basics in a better way in a newer era uh, in sort of like adapting to the times rather than sort of living in the past and you know paying tributes to what this genre used to be others everyone or even be... you know just to interrupt yeah. uh, just like even closer home uh, mukkabaz yeah. found yeah. a new way to tell a boxing story i, I i'd say on a technical level there it's probably the same as uh, tufan but mm. on a storytelling level it's uh, miles ahead or well, miles ahead because you know boxing is not the primary device of that film right like mukkabaz is about so much more uh, obviously the you know the brawler is in the title of it and there's there's a there's an entire middle indian angle there's a caste angle there's so much more to that film where again anurag kashyap crammed so much of india in that film and boxing the good part of the film was boxing was incidental to that film and it was just an sort of mode of expression for the protagonist of the film and uh, but but when you actually make like a an out and out boxing film where suddenly the protagonist career matters uh, you know which is a film like this or maricom which is not a fictional biopic it's based on a real uh, uh, person uh, you know then you tend to just really start talking in highlight packages and that highlight package syndrome is a very very old thing it's a very tired biopic thing that not only sports ones do even like Uh, a lot of other biopics uh, like you know the the recent vidya balan one did that i think last year uh, uh, which which i thought which again used the same template uh, it had its and all these films they have some something or the other in it like here when we'll we'll get to the bigotry angle we'll get to paresh raval's character but they have something in it but it gets lost somewhere between because obviously there is farhan akhtar uh, uh, at the forefront of the film uh, tanul uh, what did like what i where do you stand on uh, something like say a performance like farhan akhtar first of all obviously you know a lot of reviewers tend to have uh, this penchant for sort of really sugar coating 
a boring or a bad biopic or you know whatever a middling film by saying okay the lead performance was pretty good uh, or uh, you know that the the so and so performance was very good uh, despite the film do do you not think it is an inexplicable part of the film because i really do not get that line of sort of critiquing i've never got it all these years so uh, where do you stand on that sort of line of thinking yeah yeah that's an excellent excellent question and there's a reason i did not include a line of aranath's acting in my review uh, but before i address that i will i will I'll, i first want to talk about <clears throat> you know this this whole sort of fashion even fetishization of uh, hindi masala cinema uh, done by both critics and i mean audience members in really substandard films that really annoys me so just bear with me for the next few minutes uh, you know i mean and i think it's really important that that uh, we sort of uh, discuss this because i mean it's all to me at least it almost feels like flashing a card right that and it almost is a trump card that hey i got this reference i got that reference i mean uh, i mean not getting the reference but i have cramped my film with uh, such references now what ends up happening is there is this really i mean this fundamental distortion and uh, and an utter incomprehensibility at the part of filmmakers to sort of you know uh, plant those uh, references in their films thinking that and it often i mean uh, 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 lands them in favorable uh, waters uh, but there is absolutely no sense of what that reference a is doing in a film uh, in say made in 2021 if you are referencing a film from the 70s what is it really doing to the film uh, at, at at a very film vocabulary level that's one b uh, what is does that really mean at a very just a very basic socio political level or at a very geographical uh, level at which uh, uh, the film is set you know i mean that that orphanage thing absolutely doesn't work because i mean it's it's very hard for me to envision a character like this in such a cutthroat world of 2020 21 uh and the way it is shot it is almost embarrassingly shot with you know uh, look at these poor kids they have such innocent smile sort of a foreign correspondent gaze and the fact that it doesn't work because that bit of referencing has been worn out so much with time that it really i mean it's a cliche of a cliche so i think it's it's really important that when we are talking about uh you know references and all of that it is really helpful that we i mean take two things at least in consideration one where you are taking that reference from what does that mean to that particular context film country whatever third is what is it really doing in your film as well i mean i appreciated a few things that uh, that perhaps looked like that you know it it perhaps made uh, was about to make a larger point about the film but it really is not so there is this one point where ronald thakur you know rolls her eyes and says that oh uske halat bure hain while talking to a nurse you know it's it's literally a line from say a 70s uh, pot boiler or masala film whatever uh i i thought okay interesting uh then i mean oder rightly mentions that there's the uh, that bit of a uh, diwar had off where you know i mean i i didn't look it at that way but uh, i get that i mean uh then there is this another scene of uh, these orphans right like his back story that he was a kid uh, mm. you know all, all these plot points we have seen in films but i mean if you have to 
do it you have to go the whole hog and you have to you know i mean meld both the past and the present in a way that your past i mean your references are almost subterranean there is you you can feel its currents but you don't really see it you know almost sort of hammering you in a way and i mean you have to be consistent this film is really not you know and it's 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 often the case when there are things that are just you know scattered here and there in a film uh and just because it is vintage it is it, it is something that you know is 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 taken a lot more seriously than it is so that was that point coming back to farhan akhtar uh okay i it's and it's almost become fashionable that like in, in india method acting is when you you know gain 15 inches on your biceps that's that's method acting for you and amir khan has been the master of that for generations now so it's it's almost becomes like you know it's a it's a it's a trope in itself that all right i mean somebody has done that so you are supposed to acknowledge that in your review or the fact that it's a it's a film that centered on uh, on a particular actor and that actor did not mess up or he was perhaps fine here and there uh, so you are obligated to mention that performance uh, in your review and or or the fact that it's a relatively better performance than other uh, 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 actors uh, of his uh, other contemporary actors so you know i mean i was for another bad in the film no uh was he convincing enough that he changed the film for me even for 5 minutes no so i mean i don't think i have i would really uh uh uh, uh would like to uh talk about his acting particularly in my in my piece when there are things uh, that really bothered me and farhan akhtar really could not uh, salvage it of course i mean it's such a mediocre script that it would take an actor of phenomenal talent to rise above the material as we say and farhan akhtar is not that good an actor uh, very few actors are so so that's that i mean i do, i i i don't i'm not a big fan of you know dedicating a paragraph in a review to talk about acting i'm not uh, i have to do it because well you have to do certain things in life uh, but uh, i mean yeah it's 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 that now coming back to farhan akhtar's acting in the movie i like farhan akhtar as a performer i think he's a good actor i mean uh, he's not extraordinary but he's he's got a really arresting screen presence he's just really a uh, uh, a very easy way of occupying a screen a space that is something i really admire in actors and i think farhan has that quality now he also has a very bandra juhu sort of a vibe going about him uh, because of his upbringing and all of that and that's great because i mean that's fine because uh, very few actors have been able to inhabit and encapsulate their own uh, uh, identity on screen uh, with as much authenticity and with as much of you know uh, just this easy vibe as farhan akhtar has been able to do so in that sense he's he's uh, plugged a fairly good uh, narrative gap because i mean even if you see uh, see other actors i mean they also come from the same upbringing and all of that but their acting vocabulary isn't the same as how they live their life almost i mean you know i can i have really no doubts thinking that farhan akhtar would be talking or behaving in a way uh, 
as he did say sitting in a cafe in zindagi na milegi dobara as he would i mean in his regular life perhaps he may not but i think that's that's an example of very good acting for me now in this film uh, so there are these two conflicting almost contradictory approaches right uh, to filmmaking and performance or myth making uh, that's happening here in tufan i mean uh, farhan akhtar is not known for doing such a role of course he did bhag milka bhag and all of that and that was uh, uh, i mean he's okay in the film uh, but uh, so but there are moments especially when he's uh, chatting with munal thakur i remember that scene when i think that they are sitting on the uh, near the uh, what looked like a beach or whatever this bandra uh, seaside and uh, there are times when he just drops his guard it's almost like a, a player has been hitting you know boundaries for like three consecutive overs and then he just you know taps it around and just runs a single so that's what faranath does in this film uh, especially in the conversations with in the initial phases of romance you know it's, it's he would just be talking and then he just suddenly smiles or he suddenly just relaxes into into the farhan uh, that i know and i thought that that uh, varying tonality was very nice it was it was it's it's not something that would make you compel uh, to write five lines in a piece but uh, it just it just this natural rhythm of conversation of uh, living a life itself and how these small moments play out in uh, modern romances is is something that i i uh, caught my eye for sure in the big scene chewy moments and all of that uh, he was okay in some bits he uh, did not work in some bits i mean because this whole heavy tears in his eyes melodramatic thing uh, is not his thing of course he's also not as exceptional a performer to transcend his limitations uh, but overall i th- i thought he was okay but nothing that i would i mean even list as one of my uh, like i don't know it's uh, so yeah that was that for me i mean nothing uh, definitely not mediocre competent but that's about it nothing that uh, would merit a mention in a review or something as such when there, there's so much that's going wrong in the film okay yeah i'm pretty much with tanul on that i don't uh, i i think he was a uh, as a physical presence i think he sold the character like i could buy him as a boxer um so but uh, just about uh, yeah I, i don't think anything else that he did was particularly uh particularly interesting and i do have a problem with how much uh, he seemed different after the uh, so we're going to uh, should we give away like a big spoiler yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so basically uh, munal thakur dies um you know uh, and uh, in an accident uh, stampede and uh, farhan yeah. uh, the, the by that time there's been a time jump of 5 years they're married they have a little kid and uh, munal thakur had just gotten his boxing license back which he lost because he threw a match which is kind of very uh, weird like kind of unconvincing storyline to me i don't know how you guys felt about the throwing yeah. a match thing i think the film barely wanted to do it but they did it just because they <laughs> needed something to you know have a central conflict but anyway so they, he lost that he banned for 5 years and then he comes back and uh, he is not very keen to take up boxing again but runatakar wants him to and then of course she dies and he's like she's dead so now i have to box 
for some reason those two are related i don't know why um uh, it would have seemed like a good excuse not to box but uh, he, instead he takes it as a duty to go back to the ring so uh my problem with his performance post that is that any trace of the aziz which we know from before and, and who started off the film as ajju bhai uh this very typical bombay mumbai speaking kind of guy uh is totally lost he could be farhan akhtar from a completely different film in the later sections and i understand whatever like a gap of 3 or 4 years can change you but he seems like an entirely different uh, uh individual there and it's just it's i don't think it's that long a gap and it's just i think inconsistent everything acting writing and directing to not have him have any traces of the old old aziz and just become like this completely different sort of guy hmm yeah um what, what, i was also particularly sort of really obviously you know like the the bouts actually obviously have a great sort of weight in films like this um what did you guys make of like at least the way uh, something like that was shot because you know it's supposed to sort of really be the high point or be the low point of a film like this uh, and especially because you know like you know sports films are mostly about the sports itself sometimes uh, so i mean i obviously i had like opinions about the way the the fights themselves were filmed and sort of very inertly done in in my opinion and and it's really nothing uh, to write home about it felt like both the filmmaker and the writer were sort of uh, discovering the genre rather than really adding to it or really you know exploring it and and it felt like a bunch of newbies really going about uh, uh, their uh, work and the narrative of the fights themselves were as you know as you mentioned to the uh were sort of just trying to hit every beat uh what did you think like on a technical level at least as far as the bouts themselves were concerned um i i would i'd say that technically it was sound but it wasn't as as you said there is no narrative of the fights themselves and in a boxing movie or in any sports movie the actual sport has to be the narrative like you can you can have no story going on in the rest of the film and if the sport itself tells a story uh then you're pretty much home in this genre and that's i think a big drawback of tufan i th- there was only one fight i thought which came close to being uh, like having its own arc which i think it was the state championship final or yeah. semi final but uh, one of those two where he kind of he gets like hurried in the first round and he gets bashed up uh, in the first round and he's parishavel just tells him relax and uh, you know you have to understand his game before attacking him and then so in the second round he kind of relaxes and uh, then he sees his weaknesses and he gains the upper hand and uh, like little things were going on in in that one parishavel telling him don't sit he needs to sit yeah. he's tired you also smile at him he's going to get freaked out if you smile so these little details 
which were there there was a nice little story within a story going on in that fight i i thought that one was done well but all the others were just like he comes in and he knocks someone out now having that like done four times in a row mm. it's very different if tom hardy is doing it in in that uh, in, in the yeah in in that uh, rather than uh, you know then this guy doing it there it had an impact because they want to show that he's like this brutal guy he doesn't even wait for the applause he just punches a guy leaves mm. the ring like it's like a it's it's becomes his trademarks that's a crazy thing that has like impact here it's like when we're seeing him punch out four guys in a row and he's ba- barely started like his boxing career it's just to me not believable mm. Tanul, uh, what did uh, I, I even as wondering about this? What did you th- make of the casting? Uh, I mean, we have to talk about this because uh, what of you know Paresh Rawal playing uh, a sort of bigoted coach in this, especially. Yeah, really, I'll come to uh, that. But before that, I like, just, sorry. Go, go on, go. On, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, go on. What? ha ha so i just want to talk about the 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 boxing uh, bits uh, first how they were filmed you know it just I, i thought it was a fairly exasperating and a fairly repetitive mode that these guys were stuck in uh, without really understanding why they are doing in the first place so if you see a lot of these now i don't watch boxing as a like that's not my scene i am not really much interested in boxing films as well like it's not something that i perhaps would have seen all of them and all, and, and 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 stuff like that and the reason i say this because i mean uh, you have to be really uh, keep in mind obviously that you know your your audience could also consist of a large uh, majority of people who are not as much attuned to uh, to the to the language of how this game unfolds which obviously in india is a lot of people anyway but uh, the point that i want to make here is there is this if you see the way they uh, the way they film these boxing scenes especially for a large uh, majority there is there are two things that that are happening here and and those two things happen in every fight uh, one is action second is reaction now in this film there is so much of emphasis on reaction that you just and, and reaction is so divorced from action itself that it just does not leave you with any sense of anticipation uh, surprise uh, this thundering uh, kicker of uh, that scenes like these are supposed to leave you with so if you see a lot of those scenes are shot from a low angle and they are and the camera is really close to both the opponents now i first what it does is it's a really obscure way of filming about i you are not i mean just because it is a fist fight it does not mean that you have to be literally close to the fist a b it does not give me i mean any good fight any good match any good story even what it does is it essentially flits between the macro and the micro here what we get is all micro almost and and that and that ma- micro is uh, 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 tied to reaction you know you get blows you get these i mean shards of sweat you get these you know uh, really uh, tight uh, frowns and 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 all of that and and especially i mean the the fact that you are you are filming things from uh, a low angle and you are so close to your subjects 
really does not give me time to this decide on my own as to what it is that is happening you're queuing me all the time you know i mean even uh, see what was so great about say lagan or what was so great about i mean uh, i'll have to think about more uh, action the warrior is a great example of course you know i mean you also simultaneously give viewers the time to decide obviously the 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 time uh, uh, in these things especially boxing is not a lot but you're at least giving them something there is there is this sense of uh, treating the viewer or the audience at the, at, at the same level here it's just it's so obscure it's it's so i mean result oriented all the time that all you are getting is result 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 and it's obviously i mean uh, the, the narrative itself is 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 fairly monotonous and unidimensional so that's something that really did not uh, uh, sit well i'll give you another example now i don't follow, follow tennis as well right but this movie uh, rahul i think you also reviewed it uh, uh, bog versus mckinro excellent excellent uh, way in which they filmed uh, these uh, tennis matches beautiful i mean i got the sense that you know that there were particular shots that a player was playing you could get the sense that this is this player's strength you could you know this it was really nice but in in this it's just i mean it's it's, it's really mediocre is 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 uh, what bothered me even if it was competent with a storyline that was fairly fairly a notch above the rest it would have still been fine and would would not have been something that that bothered me here it it really did and dangal is also a good example you know there is you you first show what is happening you first show the battlefield you can't just have that 1987 ramayana kind of a thing now where i mean all you see is a, a warrior flinging arrows it can't be so micro all the time anyway coming back to the, uh your question and yeah. perhaps i mean the only thing in the film that i i enjoyed uh was uh, was paresh rawal uh, i mean uh, the whole bigot triangle was decent and uh, you know it's something that i have appreciated in rakesh om prakash mehra's uh, movies uh, in delhi sex uh, uh, especially and although it's obviously it's 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 a bit on the nose it's 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 a bit to mehra like here uh but just the fact that we all know the kind of political climate we are living in and all that it felt nice to sort of see and i also like the fact that they did not suddenly uh, make paresh rawal a better person and all of that although there was this bit of balancing act that really annoyed me uh, wherein uh, you have aziz's landlady i suppose who says uh, who tells uh, uh ananya that we will change your name to amina and all of that i thought that was that was really uh the print level of filmmaking that i would like to call it it did not uh, i did not care for that but other than that i thought it was really nice i loved the fact that i saw paresh rawal on screen i immensely like his performances i mean and it's it's almost a cliche but like the fact that uh, the guy gets so uh, hammered for his political views and leanings and rightfully so most times but uh, it's just the fact that i mean i i really miss him as a performer i haven't in a really long time that i've seen him in something and uh, it's uh, it's uh, he seems very good and i the, the fact that he's a i mean he's a, 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 a vocal champion of the narendra modi government was slated to play modi uh, in a biopic and all of that uh, i i i like that whole uh, sly uh, uh, meta commentary almost wherein you give paresh rawal a role like this and uh, he's made to vocalize some some really troubling things i would like to know what it did to uh, paresh rawal after the uh, the whole thing was filmed <laughs> you know so so and he he's good yeah it's it's, it's good to see uh, uh, so interesting uh, such, that he's I mean, opposite farhan who's like 
fairly on the other side exactly. of the political exactly. divide yeah yeah absolutely right and and this whole uh, i really particularly enjoyed that one small insight where mohan agase corners him and says that you know your real religion is boxing where everything uh, ceases to exist and all of that and the bit of my personal philosophy as well that you know one must work in such a way that work wow i'm sounding like my whatever father anyway but like you know it's the it's i i like that uh, hindi films don't do that it's it's i won't say it's exceptionally great or inventive or anything but um, it was good and there's one more scene that i quite can you guys hear me yeah 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 Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, so there's this one more scene that I liked so much so that I wanted to mention it in my review, but couldn't get the time. Uh, was that you know, and I thought that scene really got what this film was about. It really understood its own uh, uh, language and 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 what it could have done, or or perhaps wanted to, but was utterly incapable of. So it's a fairly standard scene. That scene where. Uh, Uh, it was the end of the film spoiler alert again uh, paresh raval is sitting uh, with his uh, granddaughter in the in the restaurant and there is that bit of narrative circularity which again i really appreciate the, so there's this whole thing of ga- gajar ka halwa with vanilla ice cream that's going on at the start of the film uh, mm-hmm. where you know uh, ananya and paresh raval they sort of you know bond on and all of that and i think at that point of time he isn't really sure whether it's uh, his granddaughter or things like that i mean it's, it's definitely not been firmly established i suppose and then she drops that line you know and then sort of they, they uh, and uh, before that uh, just sorry right after that that this very nice glimpse perhaps a 5 seconds or whatever parish travels searching eyes you know it's it's something that he's very good at and uh, and then you have uh, uh, this beautiful way in which that that scene culminates and uh, it's a standard you know dramatic moment but but i like that and it's it's that's what happens right when you borrow your from uh, from your own story when you are giving some sense of circularity finality where you're treating your own piece as a universe uh, which obviously much accomplished filmmakers novelists what Yeah, I think uh, we lost you. We have lost Tanul. Tanul, I think is uh, still talking like it happened last time also. <laughs> <laughs> And then five minutes later, like oh shit, I have to repeat everything. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you make of uh, What did you make of how bigoted? Um, Paresh Rawal was because that was to me I think the most promising thing I would say at least I don't know if it was satisfying because I didn't like I mean I'll get to that but I I thought it was at least like they went they really went for that in my mind yeah they did and I I thought that was obviously the most interesting part of the film for I think a lot of us and I I felt like it was you know it's one of those rare instances where um we normally see a lot of actors playing uh, 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 you know actors from like we we are aware of their political ideologies or whatever it is which side of uh, uh, the wing they stand from and uh, the playing bigots it can get a very cliche can can get very stereotypical and you know caricaturish on screen most of the time but w- what i was really impressed with was that Paresh Rawal, in a way, was is actually a you know he's being a good sport here, right? Like in a way, it's for he's basically doing what his character is doing in the film, right? Like work is your only religion, boxing is your only religion, because he's actually prepared to play 
you know uh, a sort of islamophobe who is forced to look within right who is who is forced to admit by the end that he may be wrong uh, that he was too hardlined a uh, guy early on in the film with his daughter and with his son in law so uh, to see someone like pareshawal who as we know is obviously such uh, you know uh, uh, very hardlined in his own views uh and to you know and and then it's obviously the equivalent of you know anupam kher also playing someone like that uh, but really doing a good job of it because in the end obviously we know pareshawal comes around his character comes around here uh, uh, too and you know he, he returns to boxing with farhan akhtar and what not so playing like a bigot coming of you know really realizing his folly as such and all is a it's a nice disarming thing to do because that that also shows that for people like paresh raval or say uh, i don't know about anupam kher but people like him with a certain ideology uh, supporting a certain government uh, uh, certain uh, you know when it comes to acting at least they still are very fundamentally solid and will not compromise on their art or their craft for uh, for say what they stand for in real life and and I, i felt like this was a refreshing instance of that where you leave all your real life sort of ideologies at the door but at the same time i couldn't help but imagine what paresh raval must be feeling to play this role because you know most actors would have to act to do this i was even wondering if he was actually acting when he was telling his daughter that you know stay away from them uh ye ye log acche nahi hai and this and that and basically telling mohan agashe having that argument with mohan agashe which was my favorite scene of the film where you know where uh, agashe is telling him that you know uh, stop being a bigot and people like you are narrow minded and this and so i i was wondering if how real that was for someone like uh, him and where the acting actually kicked in uh, which might have been towards the end where he's actually maybe sort of coming around and realizing you know how hard he was i i agree and i'm i'm glad they didn't kind of make him a like a half bigot like he's very comfortable in his bigotry <clears throat> it's not um, he doesn't have any qualms about it it's not like a subtle thing or anything he says like uh, love jihad and all that so he's speaking the language uh, of modern day indian bigotry and uh, i i thought that was i think the film at least tried to try to capture something of the uh, the setbacks that can be there for uh, a muslim athlete but also just any muslim public figure basically uh, in, in and uh, in in just seeing that you know your first coach your mentor itself uh, might be a guy who's who generally thinks your whole religion yep. is not uh, you know it does not deserve respect and that's where you start from and then you know how you have to still go on like in life then you think of other sports ones that are played more in india and you wonder how much the setup differs out there and it becomes quite a sobering thought anul uh, is back yeah i'm back sorry uh, i think my internet went off yeah we were just extending the uh, the hmm. conversation about paresh raval uh, and him playing huh. this particular role because in a way he was really reflecting his character in the film who say, who basically realizes that 
uh, your work is the only religion because you know uh, he's actually playing a bigger who sort of really realizes his uh, uh, you know his folly by the end of the film so he's parish travel himself is basically playing a good sport and his acting is still his religion in a way which i yeah. which is a good thing you know because uh, you yeah. can sort of really uh, it's difficult in this climate you know it's difficult a lot of people like parish travel or anupam kher a lot of old school actors excellent actors excellent artists veterans who really uh, who are obviously on a certain side uh, have a certain ideology make it very i mean they, they consider it most most of the time they consider their responsibility to really beat their chest and really tell people which side they're on and i'm glad that they are uh, at least when it comes to the big screen or like say director like rakesh ompakash mera when you have a faran akhtar on the other side uh, it's nice that you know you have like uh, uh, artists like this still uh, sort of really putting the craft above anything else in a way yeah Anula, were you, you uh, were you reminded of uh, hmm. of uh, Chakde with with this movie? Uh, I'm curious because my mind immediately went there when the whole idea of him getting a second chance, and I even like weirdly was thinking of that uh, Imran Hashmi Azhar movie, mm-hmm. where which is also kind of like goes out of its way to very. very unconvincingly save azar's reputation for posterity but again you know the whole idea of like a, a muslim athlete name being cleared or getting like a redemption story is kind mm. of runs through all of them uh, it was yeah it, it seemed yeah you, you know as you said like i felt like the whole fixing angle the disgrace angle Uh, uh that entire five year time jump uh that they had I, i felt like that entire angle felt like almost like an afterthought because obviously okay he's banned for fixing uh, which was again done in a big rush like it was just uh, he takes the money suddenly he reaches an airport and sees his uh, video on screen there's no real reaction to it and then he just tries to win uh, ananya back after that and he's banned his boxing license is suspended that's all we get really and and when he comes when five years later when his ban is revoked uh, when he has an opportunity to come back and ananya takes it upon herself to give, get him back his boxing license and his his passion in life uh, it just the the aftermath of this after ananya dying and him uh, taking to boxing again it doesn't feel like he's entering reentering a sport that is still very of him or is still sort of really cynical about him because you know it, it, it really uh, does feel like he's continuing from very left off because he just lost interest in boxing at one point of time in his life and decided yeah. to become a boxer again there was no aftermath of you know like corruption there was no aftermath i think they literally like uh, in the in the locker room like two yeah. boxers make some uh, they take a whatever they make a jibe and not that that's about it that's it like in the ring uh, the commentators uh, the, the the his return to the national championship it, it again it felt like it was all stitched together really on the edit uh, and and every component was separately put in which which i thought was such a uh, waste of uh, potential but uh, uh, and that that is again like it's good you mentioned chakde because obviously that was the uh, that was the circularity of the film the theme begins and ends with 
the film begins and ends with that theme uh, here you know it's just it's there because that's the only way as you said to take the conflict forward and and again i, I find that a big problem with anjum rajabali's writing right from the beginning you know i i'm noticing his filmography this is his first film he's written totally after uh, the prakash ja satyagraha in 2013 that was when he went on those that five film or four film rampage rajneeti arikshan chakravyu and satyagraha uh, oh in four years consecutively <laughs> it really is a rampage <laughs> yeah, it was. Re- rebel without a pause anyway sorry yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well I, and so basically it's an eight year sort of gap in between and then he writes uh, a toofan which is a rehash of so many other films which also includes gulam which which again i'm noticing he wrote in 1998 which itself was a rip off you know so <laughs> it, it's such a, a bizarre thing like that entire ajubai angle and that entire munna bai mbbs gali boy meets gulam sort of tone that he gets here every single thing is so derivative so i keep wondering about the role of uh, uh, you know an old school script writer like and anjum rajabali who is also a professor of sc- uh, screenwriting who's sort of established a career as a mentor of screenwriting over the years i, I wonder about his role in the contemporary uh, in contemporary cinema because if you take away his prakash ja films he really hasn't done much after you know legend of bhagat singh which was 2002 and it's been a while like uh, so so where like i mean uh, with with the film like this you you realize just how exactly dated writing can be and how it can uh, uh, how returning to the basics sometimes isn't really uh, uh, the smartest thing to do it it doesn't mean nostalgia in a way it actually means that same old same old uh, sort of tone that this film really became the pinnacle of that's a, that's an excellent question and you know that's that's something that i've actually i mean in a separate context i have thought about uh, a, a year ago or something but before i know this is becoming a formula of thought but before i come to that i, I want to talk about the whole chakde thing you know it's so interesting now the fact that you know uh, chakde had that plot point i mean it was so essential to the film and all of that and uh, uh, but uh, we have to also think that chakde the 2007 film so you know 14 years have passed and to almost sort of uh, have a plot point that it's just it just looks planted there uh, not including azhar as much because i mean uh, they had to have that uh, you can't make a film about azhar without match fixing but you know in a fictional setting uh, that in itself kind of looks like a, a a trope that is i'm not just borrowed but also slightly old so what's interesting about that is even in 2007 so 2007 the film came out right i mean i think they were talking about the thinking about the same 2005 6 so at least uh, the story that least one and a half decades ago i remember reading an interview of jadeep sani and shimit amin wherein they basically said uh, that you know everything's all right and 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 and, and fine i think we are confident that we'll be able to pull this off but yaar muslim coach losing a match uh, in his heydays then coming back coaching the team winning getting a redemption thoda zyada nahi ho gaya and and both of them both of them sounded worried ki yaar nahi ye thoda matlab zara filmi ho raha hai and it's a bit too neat it's a i was a little surprised uh, while i was reading this interview i think uh, a year or two ago i guess uh, because i thought i mean i wouldn't think of that as this being neat in fact uh, if, if if i were a screenwriter say if i was sahani or even amin for that matter i would have thought that ha huh, i mean in 2005 or 6 say 
this is a pretty good uh, lead uh, with which we open the film we close the film it has it has all the beats and check this obviously a very beaty film and it really does that beautifully so so you know i mean that also goes to tell you so much about uh, you know फिल्म professionals which are literally of a different world because say what happened after say the liberalization and and a decade later right i mean we almost have a a a film viewing or a film watching hindi film watching experience sorry you it can be splintered in two halves right i mean say before 2000 or say before 98 uh, before the, the 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 influx of say multiplexes and all these i mean this new segregation of an affluent india from you know turning its back on uh, uh, stories that were more uh, uh, belong to quote and quote the real india the small towns and and you know all of that the villages and and just and basically uh, as what javed actor says very beautifully ki uh, 1970s mein jo villains the the industrialist and capitalist uh, 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 exploiters and all of that वो वो 2000s के हीरो बन गए। आई मीन लुक एट अमिताभ बच्चन और द फैमिलीस्टाइल Which spawned a certain kind of stories, uh, both in terms of how these dialogues were written, how uh, plot plot turns, and all of that. You know uh, how the, the the characters behaved, what their concerns were. You know, it, it became such a cocoony, such an isolated uh, uh, bubble of say a few lakh families at the most in India. And apparently, that was something that we loved watching, and it was, I mean, the new turn that. india had taken and all of that now where anjum anjum rajabali comes in this and 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 this is not my insight i got this from and the, something that i'm going to share i got this from this book called producing bollywood so essentially this nyu professor uh, and and producing bollywood essentially it, it, it thinks about how uh, uh, modes of production or how storytelling itself has changed in in the last 30 years and all of that and there in she interviews anjum rajabali and he talks up exactly about this problem uh, that you know he almost feels out of place almost like a a screenwriting orphan so to speak that he does not know where his home is which world he belongs to because clearly i mean uh, gulam is a great example that you gave you know it's it's still such a working man story right it's a story of i mean uh, uh, quote and quote the little man and all of that which really comes very Naturally, to a lot of screenwriters across cultures, but also, I mean, to somebody like Anju Rajawali, also because he lived in a certain kind of India in his prime and all of that, and 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 wrote films that reflected those uh, preoccupations and 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 those kind of socio political commentaries also to to certain uh, extent. Now he said that that it's so difficult to get uh, finances for films that he wants to write. I think this interview was conducted in two thousand ten or twelve or something like that, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Uh, so he uh, relays the story of a mill worker that you know 
uh, <clears throat> uh, and, and and the entire film is about that and his struggles and all of that, whatever. So he goes to pitch the story to a to a well known producer, and the producer suddenly gets worried. He's like, "Who?" पहनेगा क्या अपने पैरों में डिस्कस between the old and the new not really knowing uh, which side to tilt towards of course it ends up uh, tilting towards the new because set in 2021 but then you have these uh, 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 plot points and all of that and uh, there is this there, there is this mismatch uh, mismatch there and that's what that perhaps explains some of the confusion is the sense i get with that yeah i don't uh, you know with uh with due respect to some of his achievements i don't think he really comes across as a modern screenwriter as you guys said uh anjum and which is why I, it's quite curious that uh, the the uh, using him and vijay morya i mm. wonder if it was like i mean uh, what what uh, what did you feel about that because um, it to me it seemed like a bit of an awkward thing that vijay morya is there to kind of sprinkle that gully boy language mm. on top of it but it's just like it's like an icing over a not very good cake and uh, so it just kind of doesn't seem to work and the film just drops it totally uh, midway through obviously when aziz becomes like this boring sad dude uh, but uh, Uh, even in the earlier parts it's a little weird it kind of comes and comes and goes you can see them really trying to bring in that kind of that pace of the gully boy talk like you know that back and forth but it doesn't really work uh, out here i don't think they have the right pair also with farhan and ronald thakur to yeah. do that kind of thing the you know the the safina murad kind of mm. chemistry is absolutely not there between the two of them even though they are competent enough actors but it's just it's it's missing that excitement and uh, even like i'll i'll give an example of 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 a scene uh, where he is trying to teach her uh, mumbai street slang mm. now that is such a i mean on paper that scene should kill it should just be there's you really should not be able to mess up that scene because it's such an easy setup this guy from the streets is trying to teach this sort of straight laced doctor how to talk like him and all that but it just doesn't work it's just uh, it's not really funny and uh, i think thakur does this uh, kind of uh, slightly uh, 
perky hindi film heroine kind of thing which they are all required to do and which she doesn't really need to do because she's a fine performer when she's not doing that but you know just trying to act that little bit more cute than she needs to and uh, you know it's it's just that that scene fell very flat for me and it's just uh, it, that kind of kind of captured my feeling of how the vijay morya bits and i i assume that was vijay morya writing that scene mm. uh it didn't quite work in the larger structure of the film yeah it did it felt like vijay morya i mean to to give a very visual metaphor was sort of um uh, sitting in one of those white ambassador or uh, ambassadors or white vans that were used in the uh, in most of our 80s and 90s films it felt like it, it there was an absolute uh, lack of sync between uh, what he say brings to the table and what someone like anjum uh brings to the table uh, and as you said i i felt like it was obvious balancing act and that's why so much of the beginning felt like a felt like such a sort of poor man's uh, uh, munna bhai and gali boy because and and that guy and his friend acting like circuit so much so much that i mean again husain dalal good actor good dialogue writer on his own but you know like it's just one of those very weird combinations that feels like it's been it's like a business project that's been put together and everything is trying to fix the something that is outdated or something that is not up to date with the current uh, uh, you know with 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 what we see today so it, it just felt like a very weird combination and i feel like the music also was a part of that you know the music was def- the soundtrack shankar ehsan's loy soundtrack was such a templatey not that they have not done these templates soundtracks before uh, they have and you know again what's interesting is you know shankar's politics and uh, you know sort of reflects pareshawal's politics and they are the musicians for this film and 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 it's just that, that there's that arijit singh ballad where they are falling in love where they're supposed to be falling in love just after uh, uh, this this scene that you mentioned today and uh, Uh, that entire montage of them in bandra and all over bombay doing couple things as usual uh, it just it felt like you're really dialing it sort of phoning it in after a while because uh, especially with shankar ehsan loy that tends to be more obvious because they are very obviously going for an emotion in every song like you can literally describe every song with one adjective you know determination uh, love or or you know obsession <laughs> or sadness or you know it's just such a binary way of looking at bollywood music which which i've always had a problem with with shankar ehsan loy i know they are a, they are sort of a, a you know so a decent sort of musical uh, a, a, a team together over the years and they've done some good soundtracks over the years but it just i've always felt like they've really dumbed down uh, uh, the the language of a uh, music in context of the film maybe the soundtrack sta- stand on their own uh, fine you know if you're listening to it on youtube or on spotify or whatever without the film fine it it sure it it, it you know it whatever it services a certain uh, uh, need of yours or a part of yours that you want to listen to a certain emotion but in context of the film it just feels like a very uh, like a very convoluted version of the screenplay itself and and you know that i saw in this film more than most and it, it, that again it very weirdly it fit into the film because of how the film really is 
but yeah i mean i should interrupt you there for a second also they they it, it this is uh, it's disappointing because in bhag milka which is again rakesh umprakash and farhan they gave the music uh-huh. and that was excellent like that was that was a that was a really good soundtrack and that hit like everything that it had to like each yeah. song worked i thought in that film uh, where they used it and uh, in this i think nothing really works i mean i i can't i, I mean i i wouldn't really uh, recall any song i think uh, after a week of seeing this film yeah if anything the bag milka music sort of elevated uh, what was otherwise essentially an ordinary screenplay there too and uh, uh, otherwise what could have ended up to be an ordinary film and music does play a big role in biopics or fictional biopics also like this because then you have a free hand you actually have a uh, even that that rap song that was such a apna time aega sort of rip off that or, it was or like a pentra rip off you know yeah from... exactly <laughs> and uh, yeah so it just felt like a, i mean obviously the music was sort of really an extension of what i thought about the film Uh, Tanul, any thoughts on the music? Because I think we've sort of really covered most yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, so I, I have a problem when again filmmakers just use rehash tropes when it comes to uh, uh, filming songs or 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 I mean, uh, putting songs in their film. So what used to be the dominant narrative till at least say the nineties? I mean, Dil Chahta, I, I would say, was one of the first uh, modern Hindi films to sort to sort of use songs very creatively. it was that <clears throat> there is a build up build up build up build up build up we know and and the last part of the build up is the climax itself that somebody has fallen in love somebody has died uh, kisi ka dil toot gaya kisi ka ghat toot gaya you know whatever then you will have a fucking song of 7 minutes telling exactly the same shit again not uh, 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 taking the story forward it just looks like such a stop gap you know in feature writing we do use something like tk which is essentially means that to be filled later it could be like a somebody's designation it could be like a line or two of a description or whatever so that's what exactly these kind of songs do it it just feels like ha story 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 bana li hum logo ne for two hours now for the next 30 minutes we will put songs at different points uh, uh, which will essentially be used as a garnishing material almost like a dhaniya films you know and it very few films used to use songs well it just like felt like that it was a syllabus that you had to adhere to now i mean a lot of time has of course passed i mean anrakashap is a great example and not just pentra of course but like this going way back right i mean devti gangs of asapur these were a decade old now you know i mean so to see a film and hasindul rebals so did the same bullshit which was so annoying i mean you know that we have understood this point but no you will have a song that will you know just tell you things again sure isme at least there is some bit of i mean a, a narrative propulsion where you get the sense that okay they are falling in love but even those scenes are just filmed with uh, uh, i mean it's such an insipid stretch that and and the song really ruins it uh, which really do not have uh, an arresting or an abiding musical quality to them i mean i don't remember any song from the film uh, and it's only been two days i think so you know it's uh, it's very annoying this bit is really really exasperating because then you think that do have these guys not learnt anything do they not want to learn anything i mean what is this nonsense of just using songs as as a template 
because that's how things were done if that is the case then there is no scope for mainstream uh, storytelling even in 2050 we will keep getting the same thing that although this is one thing in which i think hindi cinema has made some massive strides now we really don't get a lot of uh, uh, films at least uh, they don't really use songs as okay it's a it's a it's an extrapolation or a so- showcasing of emotions it's something that genuinely adds uh, uh, to a narrative or if it's a song then it'll probably play for a minute minute and a half get over some scenes would come then a song would pick up again things like that sometimes uh, uh, a lot of filmmakers don't really rely on so much of songs because honestly you don't need so much of songs in your films i'm sorry i mean you have to be an exceptionally smart filmmaker because this is an idiom that is so unique to hindi uh, 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 cinema or say indian cinema that uh, that was, uh, that filmmakers often times feel obligated but if you can't a have the talent to do it in a way then don't do it b if you are using the same thing that's been used for the last 70 years then at least i am not your audience for this i instantly get uh, 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 tuned off in fact do hasin dil ruba and this uh, songs played an instrumental role in tipping me over the edge because that just gave me a final like it was a qed for me that you know hence proved that uh, this film really does not have a creative or an intelligent bone in its body and uh, tufan really really i mean shows it and and, and yeah so that's that's that i would say yeah well well said uh, and uh, yeah i i think we have pretty much covered what we we hit all the spots that tufan did as with his review just uh, i have one <laughs> question though i have one question before we wrap up What did you guys think of those really laughably simplistic villains towards the end of the film? And the reason that I asked this question is not just because this is something that we've seen in Tufan. That is the exact same sloppiness that was there in Bhag Milka Bhag as well, where you know, uh, uh, Rakesh Om Prakash Mehra just went the full-on jingoistic uh, route and made that Pakistani uh, this thing. What do you call it? A Pakistani coach as a villain in all of that. So. uh and the reason i i want to ask you this is because this is a trope that we see so often in not just in sports drama uh sports drama especially where you know your opponent will be very animalistic all the time i have never understood this matlab i am not saying that tum uska ja ke back story dikhao ki iski gudi maa hai aur andhi behan hai whatever but at least treat them as people uh, this film has uh, these sort of films have no recognition of that and it's all the more discomforting because these films are all about hero worship so even the guys of being compassionate towards one person or towards say one area or towards you know a certain subgroup of people these films are actually not compassionate because i mean they bear themselves in scenes like these second is there is utter incapability of coming uh, of conceiving uh, uh, um original conflicts even in subplots even in a 10 minute scene i'm not even talking about a central conflict a peripheral conflict and just they go the very easy way out of you know picking quote unquote the little guy uh, who's not shown as a little guy in the film of course but you know just this picking a peripheral character and just demonizing the hell out of them i mean i had that problem with chakde as well a bit where the australian team is all i mean out there mm. to literally murder you but okay chakde india was a superb film and other things and that was 2007 so not a problem uh or just like very very minor but in films like this bhag milkan so that i i can name 10 more films uh, uh if i think more 
but these things really get me i mean at a very visceral fundamental level maybe that's just me but i want to know what you guys think not just in terms of bhagnal khan this film but just in general the this tendency of indian screenwriters and filmmakers today you can i i hate it i i i'm absolutely with you on it and it's uh, it just can't and it's it's a it's a problem specifically with indian sports films at least hindi mm. sports films because you mentioned uh, already chakde and uh, uh, there is bhag milka i'd forgotten about bhag milka but yeah that that also then <laughs> it's also there in dangal where that coach just yeah, is and yeah. he's yeah, uh, yeah obviously against yeah. her and then it was recently there in that uh, in the kangana volleyball panga kabaddi film yeah kabaddi kabaddi yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, i forget what it's called panga uh, panga panga yeah so e- even in that there is uh, there is a, a weird and very hurried sort of uh, corruption angle that is there uh, towards the end and uh, it's it's ridiculous because it's not needed there is enough drama to go around especially in something like toofan which is just yeah. like bursting in drama in so many ways and this is just a lazy fallback kind of thing like you know let's do this because the audience understands this kind of twist and they won't be surprised but they'll be like yeah okay this is a sports film so you know corrupt official or something yeah also it's it's such a indian thing to believe that there can be no good because if there is no bad you know it's like you don't trust the audience to understand that already uh, the writers themselves don't trust the circumstances of the protagonist in this yeah. in a film like this uh, where where you know your wife is already dead come on uh, your <laughs> and you know you really cannot it cannot get lower than that your father in law is estranged and you know you suddenly teaming up with him isn't that enough yeah. of like a comeback like what yeah. what else you need you're coming back from fixing from corruption it's like mohammed amir coming back did he need a villain on the other side not really because i mean it's one of it's just such a as you guys mentioned yeah it's, it's obviously lazy but it's also such a patronizing way to sort of really look at the world saying okay no no they can't be heroic unless there is no villain and then using a you know a bad actor like darshan kumar who i have great opinions about and then <laughs> you know uh, with a glass eye and then that animal sort of uh, almost that uh russian version of like a boxer in this in the final year and it just and and so awkwardly parachuted into the film right out of nowhere his montage comes where he's just punching a boxing bag and the boxing bag bursts i thought he become a really significant character because it was the yeah. first time they were showing another boxer prominently yeah like, yeah, yeah. I, i thought you know oh they're building him up and all it's going to be like a big storyline and things and it was nothing he is just there for that fight and then whatever for yeah. anjas bits i mean rocky was made in 1975 even the russian had a story in that film yeah. like it was just uh, all of the opponents had a storyline in that film even if they were caricatures after a while so you know it's just again i'd, I'd say obviously it's so much of it is down to uh, the uh, arjun anjan rajabali or the rakesh om prakash mera school of filmmaking it's because uh, again you know sports biopics uh, mera second consecutive or like second big pro high profile sort of sport biopic you just start, latch on to certain 
formulas and tend to really go ahead with it saying and then call it masala in the name of you know hindi cinema and this and that so it's just again uh, there is no real explanation for something like this and i don't see it stopping it's not going to stop in the next sports film either you know you're going to get like this uh, dangal kind of uh, uh, and again dangal the worst thing about that film by far was first of all you had the gall to cast a good actor in a bad role who who was also playing a terrible character in that film so it's just uh yeah so even if some of the better sports films like dangal and chakde do not really escape this particular illness i don't see like the bad ones or the mediocre ones like a, a toofan even you know aspiring to do so so yeah i mean this good point to sort of uh, uh end uh, our uh, you know very eloquent rant about uh, uh, toofan and uh, uh tanul and uday thank you for joining me you have anything else to add at all if anything came to your mind while you know speaking ranting about the villains uh please I yeah i i have one point but i mean we can again uh, keep going on and on and it's uh, there is i mean this whole fucking thing about montage in sports <laughs> films it's just i am done i am done if i sorry, were a rich I, man sorry i will take the worst montages man <laughs> sports films <laughs> montage give me like i am <laughs> done anjum raja bhai can write sports montages for the next 10 <laughs> films and i'll enjoy all of them sorry tanu go on <laughs> no fair enough fair enough no no nothing this 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 weekend exasperation i mean if i were a rich person i would have uh, kicked my uh, uh, punched my uh, laptop screen but well no such privilege is there but yeah man i'm just done i just uh, for this film when this film began i think i perhaps just have these weirdly ambitious uh expectation from a boxing uh ek to boxing film should just be banned just like no no more boxing film agar boxing film bana rahe ho and if you want me to watch it do cheeze honi chahiye there should be no montage and in the end the fucking boxer should lose so you know i thought tufan mein kuch aisa hoga whatever of course kahan se but yeah it's not split screen dala inhone so now i'm just thinking that maybe they're taking that language forward next film mein kuch aur hoga any Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 is that. But you, there's no scope of conversation because oh, there is of course in a different camp here. But fair enough. So yeah, that's all that I had. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No. I mean, personally, Rahul, you're the only one who's actually written on sports montages. <laughs> no. Personally, like a nice plug. It was overheated my <laughs> sports montage listicle on Film Companion. But no, I'm personal big fan of sports montages. But I can totally see where Tanul's frustration. At least in this film is coming from, and in Hindi films in general is coming from. Yeah, in this picture, me though they use the same tires and ropes that they use in Bhag Milka Bhag. Yeah, <laughs> मतलब and what I don't understand is that if you are a cricketer, you are a sports person, you are a, 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 a footballer, a boxer, सब लोग एक ही तरीके से train करते हैं यार मतलब सब I I don't know perhaps they do I I am not a sports person so like whatever. सब एक ही तरीके से ट्रेन करते हैं ये तो आई मीन राकेश ओम प्रकाश मेरा नॉट गॉटन लाइक रोप्स एंड टायर्स विच इन भाग मिलखा भाग लाइक ठीक है फेयर इनफ नॉवल एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट आई वाज एंड इरिटेटेड बाय मोंटेजेस एंड आई इसमें भी वही है लाइक लिटरल लाइक सेम रिपलिंग ऑफ रोप्स एंड दिस टाइंग ऑफ टायर्स एंड शिट आई एम लाइक यार प्रॉप तो बदल लो भैया बट एनीवे व्हाटएवर दे आर प्रोबब्ली एक्सरसाइजिंग द सेम मसल्स टू प्ले आफ्टर ऑल इट्स द सेम एक्टर एनीवे बट या दैट्स अ फनी सॉर्ट ऑफ नोट टू एंड i think the podcast on and uh, yeah thanks for letting me make that plug on sports montages 
uh, <laughs> I mean, do go back to all those Hollywood films mentioned in that listicle. And uh, yeah, and thanks uh, both of you for joining me. I'm I'm glad we had a lot to say about this film. I was worried we won't go past the half an hour mark because we didn't really. The film isn't remarkable. I think our conversation about it, to be very humble about it, is more remarkable than. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, th- thanks for joining me. We'll be back soon with uh, another podcast and uh, stay safe and uh, write to us if you have any suggestions uh, on our email addresses. Uh, we've uh, mentioned it before: bhatia dot ud at gmail dot com, raul no less at gmail dot com, and thakur tanul at gmail dot com. Thanks for listening and uh, see you soon.